0: Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Claudia, I love the topic of why we hate
1: meetings. (laughs) Because you hate meetings? I think we need to put more emphasis on the word hate meetings. (laughs) That's right. Because we do. They're horrible wastes of time. They're people gathering an audience for themselves to talk on and on. In some cases and in other cases, they're... Somebody from the sideline spends all the time arguing about some minutia that's not even that significant to, you know, be worth taking time out. We hate them.
0: This week, we're going to be talking about one of the reasons we hate meetings is we don't know why we're there. We show up, we have a good time to be there, and we have no idea what's going on.
1: No. And so we're waiting to hear what's happening, Um, usually, you know, given the power Given the food chain at the corporation, we have to be on time, and the boss comes in whenever, so we're still waiting. And even when the first topic's introduced, we don't know where it's going and how it fits into everything else. So we're we're talking about something, and it gets interesting, or it gets um, some controversy, or it's complicated, and it takes a lot of time. And we've been there 40 of the 60 minutes, and... Then we find out from the leader that there's two more things that need to be discussed that are even more important. And, well, they're obviously not going to take place in 10 minutes, so our hearts sink as we realize this meeting is going to go on and on. And it's a horrible experience to to be in that.
0: Well, and I question how much ownership people have over a meeting if they don't have anything to do with the topics that are discussed there. Mm-hmm. Good so point. So you can't really... Be a participant if you're thinking about something on the spot, or it's the first time you've heard it, or it's the first time people have discussed it together. And maybe some people feel strongly about it, you have no idea what it is. And so then you have this entire kind of, you know, it's not something where you're all on the same page. Exactly. That's
1: a great point because you're kind of getting a mixed message from your leader. If on the one hand, this is important enough to talk about, but on the other hand, it wasn't important enough to give people advance notice that this was going to be discussed and to come prepared. And um, you and I are geniuses and think well on the spot, but...
0: (laughs) This is not something others are
1: blessed with. It's true. (laughs) And it's not fair. It's not fair to hit people cold and who haven't been thinking through the implications or how the topic is going to affect their department. And then they're asked, are you okay with this? How will this affect you? And it's just not fair.
0: My other favorite thing, because I've been in meetings where then, um, you know, you don't really have a really set agenda. So then whoever just starts talking and whoever says, oh, well, then let's do this and let's do this and let's do this. And and it's something really no one needed to discuss.
1: One of my favorite cartoons in the world is they're at a meeting and... The boss is all proud of themselves because he's invited the um, secretary to the management meeting so that she feels like she can participate and it's important. And so she speaks up and she starts right off saying something about complaining about um, the smell of popcorn down the hallway. And then the manager's face is like crestfallen because on the one hand, there was this good intention of having everyone there. On the other hand, because there was no agenda and no plan, what was on her mind, what mattered to her in that moment turned out to be not hugely important in the bigger picture of things. So those two, um, Goals kind of ended up working at cross-purposes in a humorous-for-us kind of way, but disastrous for meetings because everyone else has given up their time, and that was not an important topic to them.
0: That's not an important topic. And curiously enough, I have actually been in a meeting where the smell of popcorn, burnt popcorn, was brought up. And um, yeah, take it from there. Take Take it from from there.
1: there. Yeah. How much of your morning did you give up to listen to that? Yeah, it was a lot of complaining about the
0: burnt popcorn, and the person who (laughs) burnt the popcorn was there too, feeling horrible. Um, Tell me how we turn this around. I mean, it seems so obvious, you know, get an agenda. But how do we take those steps to put one together and? Have people know what's going on.
1: Well, you hit the nail on the
0: head that all you need is
1: an agenda. All you need is a simple piece of paper, save a tree, make it a half a piece of paper. This is super simple. Have an agenda. Have um, the three to five topics that you're going to discuss in the meeting written down, chosen ahead of time and written down. And you'll do two things. One, everyone will know everything that needs to be accomplished. And two, you have something you can pass out ahead of time so people can come prepared. So with a simple piece of paper, you accomplish those two main things. Now to your question, how do you put it together? What I like to do is I like to not worry about what the top three three to five things are. And I like to kind of think freely, kind of brainstorm, talk to people in the department and collect lots of ideas just freely, almost with post-it notes or on a blank piece of paper and get maybe the 10 to 12 things that are going on right now out, on it, out in front of you and then kind of take a step back and say, well, um, next you work with your practical constraints. So if it's an hour meeting or a 90-minute minute meeting or a two-hour meeting, you, know, you have that structural constraint. So let's say it's an hour meeting. So what can you work on effectively in an hour?
0: And that so, means setting a time limit. That
1: means setting a time limit. So then what you're doing with those many things is you're starting to prioritize them and starting to move them around. Well, this is more important than this, and this, is, and this is urgent, so we need to look at it right away, and this has long-term implications, and so maybe that's how I'm going to pick. And I get myself down to five or six items. Then if the first item, the most important thing, is going to take 20 minutes, then you know you have 40 minutes left to work with. And if the, nec- the next item is going to take 40 minutes, you want to give it 40 minutes then you can only have two items on that agenda. You can't keep adding things. There's not time for it. Here's where you get to make some decisions as a leader. One, you could change the time amounts. Say, well, okay, let's only spend 10 minutes. Well, then process-wise, is that enough time to have a discussion? Maybe so, maybe not. And that's where you have to start using your discretion. But setting aside the amount of time you want to dedicate to it and limiting yourself to that. So let's say you get one item that's 15 minutes, one item that's 20 minutes and one item that's 35 minutes. Did I go over the amount? <laughs> and so then you do two things. You print up your agenda and send it out. Either as a memo on paper so they have something in their hand as an email if you are communicating that way, doesn't matter. Get it in everyone else's hands. They know what three things are coming and they can be they will come having pre-thought about those three things. So simple. So simple.
0: So really what we're saying is turn this around by knowing what you're going to discuss. Give it thought before you're there. Before you're there. And give that thought a certain amount of time.
1: Exactly. So if you need an idea, like your schedule is very busy and you don't have a place to do this, I would suggest at least a day before, at least a day before. So anytime you're having a meeting, at least the day before, maybe two days before, you're doing this work of picking the three to five things that we're going to fill that hour or that two hours. And at least the day before, you're giving everybody a copy of it so that they have a full day at least. Two days preferably, but life kind of happens fast. So I'd say a day to think about it and to come prepared. Now, the other thing having the time limits will do is no one will feel cut off when you end one topic and say we need to move on to the other topic because they all knew, they all had their expectations set ahead of time that that item was only going to be discussed for 15 minutes. So it will not come as a surprise when you say we need to move on to the next topic. Whereas if there's no sense of time and it just lists the three things or lists the five items, then if something's very important to someone, they want to keep talking about it and they say the subject's not over, which is true, it's not, So they feel cut off. So that's the other thing that's great about just putting it in print Every, everybody's expectations about the amount of time is set ahead of time. And then your job, and it's only a job for those of us who like to dominate and talk forever, your job is to keep it moving and to when it's that time is up to actually close out that topic and start the next one.
0: Well, I mean, that's sound advice and we'll be exploring a little further kind of moving meetings forward in the next couple of weeks. So next week we'll be talking about... Actually coming to an outcome, actually
1: getting a decision made, actually not just talking about things for the sake of talking about them and then coming back to it again every week without any progress being made. So we are going to watch these things move forward.
0: Well, join us on the web at boldenterprises.com. Our blog is available for your comments and your suggestions. We'll see you next time.
1: This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.